Welcome back, everyone, to the Wiser Money Show. I am your host, Zach, alongside Ken. Ken, how are you doing today? Good. How is everybody today? I'm doing great. Hopefully our viewers and listeners and and everyone else tuning in are doing wonderful as well. Um, But Ken, I mean, we just wrapped up our trust series that took a little bit longer than anticipated, but there was a lot to uncover. I'm just really hoping, I mean, really seeing based on the feedback and everything that we're receiving that people have actually learned something because that's what we're here to do. We're not here to sell anything. We're not here to, to make people change what they're doing, but we are here to educate people. And with that education, if they make changes, great. If they don't, great. That's their prerogative. But we want to educate every single person here, listening, viewing, whatever means that you're attending this. We want we want to educate as much as possible. And speaking of education, there's this one thing that constantly comes up. And I know you and I have talked about it, but it's it's the matter of knowing your number. And a lot of people might hear know your number and think of you know how much money they need to make and how much something might cost. And the funny thing is that's that's really what it comes down to is knowing your number. Everybody knows how much a gallon of gas costs in their area. Everyone knows how much a gallon of milk costs in their area. I know things are changing, but people know that number, but very few people actually know what their retirement number might even be. So I want to really talk to you today and kind of enlighten these viewers and listeners as to what is a person's number? What is no the concept really of knowing your number in this financial world? Well, let's just let's first start off and, and really talk about what's out there in the news. And a lot of it is true and a lot of it is not true. And, you know, what's out there today is the same old uh, bait and switch of people want an easy way out. They want to log on to some site, punch in a couple numbers and be told that they're OK. They want uh, now there's all kinds of these sites and services out there that you punch in and it'll give you from a zero to a 100 of confidence, like 90 to 100 of confidence. And what I, I think people are really m- misled in that there is no simple answer because 10 years ago, when we talked about what's your number and what your number is, how much can you retire on? Meaning what is the maximum spend that you could have per year without running out of money? Or what was the risk number from zero to 100 on your portfolio? That has been um, morphed and it has been just beat up and abused. That's the best word to use is banks and brokerages and investment advisors. They've come up with all these new little short term solutions as to finding out what your number is. Problem that I see with this is that the public doesn't understand what's the basis of that number. So you put some numbers in, and all of a sudden, you get some output that gives you some false confidence. Mm -hmm. So the goal in what I refer to as financial sustainability is to never have to go back to work if you don't want to. Now, listen, statistics are all over the place about when somebody retires, they die earlier if they don't go back to work. They don't find something productive. I'd tell you nine out of 10 times, most people that we discuss retirement with, they are so unprepared. They don't have a financial plan. 
They don't have a time plan, an activities plan. And a lot of times people say, well, I just want to golf and I want a boat and I want to fish. And what we find out is that there's like this little bell curve where they go through that. Well, I'll get into that a little more detail in some of the other podcasts on this subject. But they, they don't, they're not prepared. And so they go into retirement or even five to 10 years before retirement trying to find some shortcut. They use the four and a half percent rule or the four percent rule. And they scour the internet for what's the shortest way to figure out if I'm okay. Mm -hmm. There was just a, a Yahoo uh, article that just came out. How much you need in each city to be wealthy and retire. San Francisco is the highest at $4.7 million, right? And then there were some Midwestern states that were like a million dollars. <laughs> and so how do you know that? Like, like that is such a, a bait, um, clickbait kind of junk. Right. That people want to open that so that they can pepper you with ads that they can collect money on just to get you to open it up. But it's such junk. It's so misleading. But let's just look before we get into the really the details of this. Let's look at really what's happened. We are now in a generation of spend first, think later. Mm -hmm. We are in a generation where. Um, you know, the baby boomers are near retirement. They're the ones with the money and the least prepared. We have now credit card debt, mortgage debt, home equity debt going through the ceiling. People have brought their expectations up to where they're spending of something they don't have. We also have inflation that has far outpaced any kind of income growth. We have a Medicare system, not only on the brink of failure, but not covering a lot of issues. If you're a vet, oh my gosh, forget about it. Right. You, you can't get medical service through the vet. And I don't even know who's to blame. And I'm not going to throw that out there because it's just a big mess. And then you got the social security system due to, you know, bankrupt in 2032. And it, it, the, if I were a person that didn't understand money and I worked for somebody else, and I didn't have the knowledge I have on how to plan my finances, but I know what I know, I would be terrified that I would have to work until 100 or the day I die. Right. So the goal of this segment of what we're going to talk about with what's your number is to teach people the truth, teach people what they need to do to become, and I'm going to state this and then explain it financially sustainable because it's not so much to say I can just take 4% from my accounts. It's not so much to say, well, I've added up my social security, my pension, my interest. I got enough to pay my expenses. Right. I'm going to cover a lot of things that aren't accounted for in there. So the goal of this whole podcast series on what your number is really to teach you what to be careful of, what to not believe when you get a number but also how to how to produce that number so that you can create a plan and feel good about the plan, right? I mean, I, I used to tell people, look, if you have a financial plan that's produced by a kindergartner on the back of a napkin to blueprint out your house, you could say you got a plan. But the bottom line is you can't build it and it certainly probably won't stand up. And then you even can get some people that are licensed architects. Have you ever, do you, do you ever go look at model homes? Yeah. I mean, I've, okay. I've recently seen one. 
Okay. All right. So Julie and I, we love looking at model homes. So we look at them all the time, probably every weekend. And <laughs> at least, wow. You uh, guys are so fun. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> if we are addicted to real estate, we have, you know, I think, in, I think we counted it the other day in um, the last 17 years, we've had 10 or 12 houses, something like that. We love buying them, rehabbing them, selling them for a profit, moving up and kind of doing that kind of uh, deal. But here's the thing when you walk through a model home, sometimes you want to say, what idiot architect designed this thing? It is the most illogical flow. Sometimes there's danger points where you're like, did they not think there was children, ever be children? <laughs> Like you see these stairs that are beautiful. They're winding up and they're just kind of the platform stairs, the floating stairs, no railings. Right. You're like, I can't buy this. I got kids. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it looks great, but it doesn't work. Right. right. Okay. That's but I think that's I think that's the purpose of it though. They want you to fall in love with the look, not a, not as much the functionality, which I think yeah. ties to your point where you know I log on, I put a couple numbers in, I see. It says like, oh, you're green, you're good to go. I fell in love with that, that look, not necessarily what is logical to do. And I think that that's really the same thing that they're going for. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it's a lot of sales pitch, a lot of glitz. You know, some of these larger companies spend millions of dollars in psychological <clears throat> analysis of colors and movements and things that will attract people to put in their information. And the problem is just like when you look at these really poorly built homes and some of them are even today, like, obviously I think one of the worst eras in time was the nineties. <laughs> They're like, I don't know, like seventies and eighties, it's like choppy in houses. Then you look at the nineties and you're like, what is the logical flow in here? I walk in and I walk into a staircase and where is my closet halfway across the room? And you're like, what? Who thought this through? So it's the same thing with financial plans because I go out and I test, like I look at a lot of model homes, I test a lot of these financial plans online and I put the numbers in and I'll say that's inaccurate. So then the question, my skeptical side comes out and says, what are they trying to sell? Mm -hmm. What are they trying to do psychologically to the public to get them to do this, but they're not telling them the truth? And I've seen this with annuity sales. Oh, you make seven or eight percent. You don't make seven or eight percent guarantee. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, when the S and P five hundred has nine to ten percent an annuity with no risk and guarantee, it's going to pay you seven to eight. Sorry, it's not. I'll, we can get into that later, but it doesn't. It's not. It's a big lie. They're violate. I, as a matter of fact, I held up an article the other day on the internet, and it clearly said guaranteed eight percent rate of return. Now, if you look down in the small, 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 small print, it said, this is a rider, you lose your principal, you have to take income only, da, 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 da. See, most people don't see that. Or know they what go, it means. Oh, 8%. <laughs> or like your number. Oh, I put it in. On a confidence level from zero to 100, I had 95. Right. So there's all these little things that are out there that you have to decipher. Like, how does this really work? And what are the mathematical components that go into it to de to determine, can I feel comfortable that they're being truthful? What are the variations that they're not telling you about? 
Because if you try to do your financial plan by how it looks, as opposed to how it really functions and operates, you blow up your life. You, you know, I, I remember this one story, I was in Florida and I was on Longboat Key and I was going through the Publix, which is a grocery store in, mm-hmm. in Florida. And there was this guy and he was bagging groceries and he had a Rolex. Couldn't help. It was like a giant, like Rolex. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, um, you retired. Longboat Key is like super high net worth. I said, you retired rich and just got bored and bagging groceries? He says, no. He says, I lost it all in the markets. And this is the only thing I kept. Everything else I lost. And I have to work here just to make ends meet. So those are the th- kinds of things that you want to prevent yourself from doing. Yep. So, you know, as a matter of fact, part of this is emotion. I would say, I read an article uh, uh, about Warren Buffett and, and he had a great saying, I don't know if you saw this. He said, people misunderstand how the numbers work with their finances. He said, most Americans believe that, and how did he say this? Let me see if I get this right. He said, if if you if you want a baby really quick, you cannot impregnate nine women and expect to have a baby in 30 days. That was Warren Buffett. I'm like, only from the Oracle of Omaha, right? But if you think about it, that's what some people expect. Yeah. They expect some number magic to happen or worse they're wooed by some financial advisor that promises something so outlandish that they believe that this can be delivered to them. So I guess in this series of what's your number, I will explain the truth. I will explain how to figure out a financial plan, but I will probably let a lot of people down because this will not be like the 11 o'clock um, you know, get rich quick scheme on the, I used to say on cable TV, but now it's the internet. Um, <laughs> because there is nothing magical about what I'm going to teach people, but it's what they need to hear that what they need to know. Now I already know if we have 10,000 people listen to this podcast, there legitimately will be 3000 of them that will say he's too boring. This takes too long. I want a quicker way to do it, like Warren Buffett says, right? Mm -hmm. You just can't. There's no way around this mathematically. And then they'll turn me off and they'll go to try to find something that delivers wealth quickly or an answer quickly and easily. It doesn't work like that. Right. If if what your number one goal is to get rich quick overnight, turn me off. Just find another podcast that will lie to you and make you feel better. I probably will not make you feel better because I'm going to outline the work the effort that needs to be put in to become wealthy or financially sustainable. Not everybody wants to hear that. They want to hear the quick and easy way to get there. Yeah. I mean, even, even to that point, I mean, going through the hiring process and hiring people when they're asking, Oh, do you have a 401k with the company match? And then you offer them that versus something like an employee stock ownership program. They don't see the, the benefits of the other. They just know that 401k, that's what my parents have told me to do. That's what I'm, 
told on the internet to do is make sure you have a 401k with a company match. And it's like, these things take a lot of work because you have more benefits when you put in the work. It's just like when you actually take a minute, excuse me, sorry. When you just take a minute and learn and put in some of the work yourself, because it it takes work, then that's when you could reap the benefits. And what I think a lot of people enjoy hearing, like you were saying, is that get rich quick scheme. What can I do now? Where can I put $10,000 now to make $20,000 in 30 days? It's like, that's that's not really possible unless you're putting in millions of dollars because the rates of return are never going to be that. So you're never going to be able to double your money overnight. And if you are, it's probably not legal. So it takes a lot of work to actually learn this and understand how to do these things. And yes, if if you are looking for that get rich quick scheme, that's that's not this this show. If you're looking how to be smart, how to be financially stable, how to put in the work and take control of your finances, that is this show. And it's going to take a lot of effort from you, but ultimately that's what you're here listening for is how to do this. Not necessarily I'm going to do it all for you. Well, I I will I will give a glimmer of hope. What we're going to teach in this series is not a lot of what you've heard elsewhere because most of the financial gurus that you listen to they're going to teach either one of two methods one how to get rich overnight mm-hmm. which is about as successful as day trading and there's one tenth of one thousand percent of people that actually make it work uh that hit it easy and gambling it's gambling yeah so there's there's that kind of financial guru on the internet or podcast and then you got the other financial guru and i don't know which is worse but the other financial guru is the save to wealth mentality and i can tell you right now you're never going to you can never save greater than what you can save to zero meaning if you make 80 grand a year and you pay 15,000 in tax and then you have housing, and then you have food, and then you have childcare, and you have all these other things. At the end of the year, you're left with five or ten thousand dollars. That in of in of itself is never going to allow you to be wealthy. Right. It may, if we teach you the right way, allow you to be financially sustainable. But what we're talking about is when you get to or near retirement, how do you make sure you don't blow yourself up? Now, if you still have the desire that you want to go out and become wealthy. We're going to kind of bring some of those things in about how to use techniques and leverage on how to buy businesses, sell businesses, buy real estate, sell real estate. I mean, I can tell you over 40 years, I've bought and sold over 70, now 76 uh, buildings, units, et cetera. And nine out of 10 of those, I've never put a down payment down. They've all been creatively financed. Right. So there are ways to do it, but again, those things are going to take effort. So we're going to kind of mix some of these things together and then help you understand what is your number? What do you need to get to to be happy? Now, before we conclude this um, podcast, I think that a lot of people, when they get into these kinds of discussions and education, they're a boat without a rudder. They have no direction. They get into this thinking that, They're going to learn how to become wealthy. 
And then life is going to be grand. Don't work like that. That's why nine out of 10 people that win the lottery blow themselves up financially mm -hmm. because they had this goal of just wealth. And wealth is not given, it's earned. Because even if you're given it, and I can tell you this from settling hundreds of estates, when kids and grandkids kids are given large sums of money, they have no idea what to do with it. And they usually blow it up. When people win the lottery, they blow it up. So in this next group of series that we're going to do on this podcast, it's going to be what's your number, risk and sustainability. But then also, before you go down the path of using what I teach you, outline your goals. And your goal should not be, well, I want to have $3 million. And because if you, if you say that, I'm going to say, why do you want that? Well, that'll give me financial sustainability. Why? For what right. reason? So you got to have some kind of internal motivation and understand that motivation has to be linked to the willingness to sacrifice, some cases suffer, Suffering's not all bad and sacrifice and learn and be disciplined. So there is this balance because a lot of times people come to me, I've developed retirement plans that could set people up for the rest of their lives and never worry about a single thing the rest of their life. And that's what their initial goal is. And then they come in and say, well, my buddy bought Bitcoin. Let's do that. Well, my buddy's doing short trading. Let's do that. Well, my buddy bought uh, GameStop. I want to do that thing. Right. And they and, and they had this goal and everything set in place. But then that human DNA, that that little thing up there that kicks in that says, maybe I could just make it so much bigger and you might not even need it. So we're going to talk about all this stuff over the next uh, 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 sequences of, of podcasts. And again, it may be what some people like. Seven out of 10 people do. But three out of 10 people I've learned after speaking to thousands of people, they won't listen. That's okay. If we could only get one out of 10 people and change their life, this whole thing is really worth it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, Ken, thank you so much. We are going to sign off for today and then we'll pick back up with Know Your Number and talk about the risk and all of the other pieces that go into somebody understanding their retirement rather than just going out there and, and hoping for the best. Sounds so, good. Ken, thank you so much. Okay. See you next time.